0: Amen. John chapter 8, there's really one verse we want to look at here But uh, I don't think you ought to make you stand just for one verse So we'll read a few more than that, how about that Verse 44, the words of Christ When he said, ye are of your father the devil And the lust of your father you will do He was a murderer from the beginning And abode not in the truth, because there is no spirit, uh, no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. And because I tell you the truth, you believe me not. Which of you convinces me of sin? If I say the truth, why do you not believe me? He that is of God heareth God's words, ye therefore hear them not, because. You're not of God. We'll stop there. Let's go back and read verse 44 one more time. Jesus said, Ye are of your father the devil. The lust of your father you will do. He was a murderer from the beginning, abode not in the truth, because there's no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar. And the father of it. So let's turn around and look at somebody and say, don't be listening to no lies. (laughs) While I get this jacket off, I want to talk to you tonight for a few minutes on the subject the lies of Satan or just, uh, you know, the devil's a liar. We can just go ahead and be that very plain and frank with it. He is a liar. And we understand that. This verse uh, of scripture, verse 44, and on down all of these verses, of course, part of that great Sermon on the Mount, uh, they help my feelings quite a bit. I'm I'm really encouraged by the way Jesus spoke to that crowd. Sometimes, you know, we get accused of being a little too blunt, a little too straightforward, a little too matter-of-fact and just right to the point. But I've never been this blunt. I've never been this matter of fact and this straight to the point when Jesus just stood there and looked at that crowd and he said, you are of your father, the devil. In other words, he said, the devil's your daddy, your papa, your father. And he goes on to tell him why. He said, because the devil's a liar and uh, you like lies. You, you, You don't like the truth. And that's, of course, what he said. And uh, so that's the way Christ preached So I think it's already Brother Andy preaches that way Just straight to the point Right down the gun barrel, whatever But I want to talk about that tonight Now we're talking about the lies of the devil I'd preach longer than I did last night And I've already been asked not to do that tonight My person knows me the best here But I want to do my best not to be any longer At least maybe not that long If I preach (laughs) And some of you said, I didn't hear it with my ear, but I heard it with my spirit. Some of you said, thank God for Sister Joan. I heard that. <laughs> We're asking you not to be quite so long. But if we talked about all the lies of the devil, we'd be here a long time, wouldn't we? But there's a couple of lies that he tells that I think we ought to talk about Tonight. That would be of benefit to all of us. Very simple, very straightforward, but it's going to help us here in this service tonight. It's easier, and I think that you will agree with me, it's easier for an unconverted person, and sometimes even those that profess, profess Christianity, to believe a lie than it is to believe a truth. And there's a reason for that. There are many reasons that it's easier. To believe a lie, because a lie will accommodate you. A lie will accommodate the individual, whatever that individual wants to appear to be, whatever that individual imagines himself to be, and whatever opinion uh, that you want somebody else to have of you. It's a lot easier uh, to the carnal mind and more accommodating sometimes to tell a lie than it is to tell a truth. I remember here sometime back I confronted a certain individual about a certain thing and I already knew the truth. I knew it from the beginning before I confronted this person. But when I asked this person about it, he said, no, that's not true at all. That didn't happen. That just absolutely did not happen. Well, I knew it did. I understood that. So I looked him in the eye, and I said, you're lying. I know you're lying, and I gave him, you know, proof. I said, you're lying because of this, this, this. I already knew that. Well, then he said, yeah, I lied, but now this is the reason I did it. And I looked at him and said, you're lying again. You know, I, I, you're lying again. I said, that's not That's not." The reason you did it. That's not the way. Well, well, yeah, you're right. I'm lying again. And then he went into another lie of how he did it. And I looked at him and I said, son, you're lying again. You know why lying is so convenient? Because when you lie, you can change your story, can't you? you can, a liar is one of the most inventive people in all the world. A lie, when it comes, let, let me just tell you this. A lie, listen to me. A lie accommodates that individual. The, the lie changes to fit the person. But the person has to change to fit the truth. Truth changes the person. Because you say, preacher, why is that? Because there's no wobbling with truth. Truth is what it is. It's absolute. And if I'm going to live by the truth and abide by truth and tell the truth, if there's any gap between truth and myself, then I'm the one that has to change. I'm the one that has to move because truth never changes at all. But the lie will accommodate and change to fit me and cause me to be and appear to be that that I'm not. But a lie'll always catch up with you. You can understand that. But Jesus in our text here, he expounded on the source of lies and the source of all lies is the devil. The devil is the source of big lies, little lies, black lies, white lies. The devil's the father of all lies. That's exactly what Christ said. Christ here says that the devil is a murderer because he is a liar. In other words, the devil kills, and his instrument that he uses to kill is a lie. Have you ever thought of a lie being an instrument of murder? Have you ever thought of that? But so if if a lie is an instrument of murder, then every time a lie is told, something dies. Every time a lie is told, something is killed, something is murdered, and we won't take time to go into things like character and trust and position and on down, but lies are instruments of murder in the hand of the devil. You kill something every time you tell a lie. Something dies every time a lie is told. Hey, Amen, and some of you are looking at me funny here, uh, but we'll, uh, you know, the trust. Uh, this, this gentleman that I talking about lied to me three times, had to change it three times before he ran out of lies. We had him in a corner then. Uh, you know, you say, will you ever trust that man again? It's very doubtful. His lying killed my trust in him. His lying killed my confidence in him. Come on, somebody say amen. Jesus said a liar is a murderer. But he goes on to say that the devil is the father of lies, but everybody that loves lies is a child of the devil. My God. If you love truth, you're a child of God because he is the way. He is the truth. He's alive. But those that love lies are a child of the devil. And we'll just leave that there. Uh, And he says you're going to do the lust of your father. And then you're going to go to hell because he said all liars will have their part in the lake of fire. And I'm not here to, to stay with that thought very long, but I do feel a little prompting of the Holy Ghost that you better go ahead and make that lie straight now because you've already killed enough trust and enough confidence and enough respect and, and, uh, and on down the line, you might as well go ahead and fix it now before you kill something else, your marriage or your, say man. That's right. But when we look at the devil, Satan's not only the father of lies, but he is the inventor of lies. He told the first lie that was ever told. He's the father of all lies. He's the inventor of lies. It's his invention. He thought it up. And, and uh, uh, he not only is the father of lies, inventor of lies, but he is a very capable liar. Satan is a very, very convincing liar. I mean, the devil can dress up a lie to where you want that lie more than you want truth. Even though lie brings death and truth brings life, but, the, but Satan is such a convincing liar that he can dress that lie up to you want it more than you want the life-giving truth. He'd started that way back in the eons ago. You say, preacher, I'd never believe a lie of the devil. Wait a minute. Just hold on a second. I'm too smart for the devil and there's all of his lies. I'm too uh, educated. I know the word of God. I'm, I'm too close to God. Let me tell you something. There's a lot of folks that have fell prey to Satan's convincing liar, the lies, because he is such a cunning, convincing liar. I know your mind goes back to the Garden of Eden and there's Eve and that tree of, of knowledge of good and evil. We'll talk about that some more. But that was not Satan's first lie. That was not Satan's first lie at all. In fact, it was a lie that made the devil out of an angel. It was a lie. Satan lied. Lucifer lied. And it was Lucifer's lie that changed him from being an archangel into what we know as the devil that goes about seeking whom he may devour. Let me ask you a question. If a lie can change an angel into a devil, what can a lie? I do in your life say man Oh, I want you to think about that. We're going to talk about a couple of them. But you know that story. The Bible gives us that account in the book of Isaiah chapter 14, Ezekiel chapter 28. We won't take time to go and read everything that we could read here uh, in our hearing tonight, but we know the story. Satan, Lucifer himself, they say, was most likely an archangel. He was one of the most beautiful. The Bible called him in, in Ezekiel 28 and 14, that thou art the anointed cherub. My God, the cherub, the cherubims, the cherub, the anointed cherub. Now, when I read that, and I go on and read a little feather, when it says he was perfect in all of his ways, and, and there was the, ta- the tablets and the pipes and the instruments of music, and it leads me to believe uh, that Satan was one of, if not the greatest, of heaven's musicians, and he was the anointed cherub. Well, I don't think we'd have to stretch our imagination too far to per say perhaps Lucifer could have been heaven's choir leader. Woo, say, man, the anointed cherub. Cherubs are creatures of worship, and uh, he said you were that anointed cherub, a cherub, and when all those elders and 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 all of those around the throne crying holy, holy, holy Lord God almighty and they're lifting up the highest praise to God. You know it's very possible that in the eons past that Lucifer's in that crowd and it could be very possible that he was leading that worship and leading that uh, work. Oh God but now he says you are the devil and you're cast out. You say well, how can that? Let me tell you something. There's a lot of choir leaders been ruined by a lie. There's a lot of preachers been ruined by a lie. Say "Man, to somebody and he said oh my. But, but you say preacher number one you know this lie I came in this thought came into that anointed cherub, that beautiful, musical, colorful angel in the in the heavens. One day he looked over that throne of God, and then he went by the river of life and looked down and caught a reflection of his own beauty in that river of life. And he looked over at God, and he looked back down and saw his own reflection. He said, Hey, guess what? I'm better looking than God is, and I'm smarter than God, and I'm greater. than God and I know more than God and he did that on a Monday and a Tuesday and a Wednesday and after a while he convinced himself and said amen. Somebody said no, no, he invented that lie. He is the inventors of lies and the first lie that he invented was that I'm greater, I'm better, I'm more powerful, I'm more handsome and I'm going to ascend above the throne of God. That was the invention of lies. Woo! I I could preach a little bit here. Lying was invented by one thinking that he was smarter than God, knew more than God, and could overthrow God and God's rule and reign in his life. Let me ask you something. Let me ask you something. The man that first invented the wheel are not all wheels still round? And the first lie, the invention of lies was I don't have to listen to God and I don't have to pay attention to God and I know more than God and I'm greater than God and I can do my own thing and I don't have to fall off of that platform and uh, I'm just better than God in every kind of way. It's not that wheel still round. Is that not what lying's all about today? Is I don't have to pay attention to that Bible, and I don't have to pay attention to that preacher, and I don't have to pay attention. I'm going to get up here and try to stay where I fall, and uh, all of that. And (laughs) you say, preacher, you, oh, I have. I have fallen. Whew. Didn't hurt, but it embarrassed me. But then he is, you know, I just want somebody to get that point. Lies were invented. Because a man thought he didn't have to bow down to God. And the wheel is still round. But then he's such a convincing liar. So now he starts going all over heaven. And all of those beautiful, holy, righteous angels. He says, look at me. Look at all, oh, I'm so colorful, I'm so beautiful, I'm so talented, look at me. And then look over there, God sitting on that throne. Don't you think that I'm better suited to rule the heavens than He is? Now, no angel's gonna believe that. Are you sure? If you tell a lie convincingly enough, you can even convince angels the devil's convinced some of our little angels had me. And so he got one to believe it, and then he got two, and then he got three. And after a while, he had enough angels believing his lie that there was an insurrection in heaven, and he tried to overthrow God and the faithful angels And Jesus said, I beheld Satan as lightning cast out of heaven. Well ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to say this, we're going to get to the message and encourage you directly, but if a lie will get an angel kicked out of heaven, how in the world do you think I can get in if I still believe that same lie that I'm superior to God and superior to God's word and know not to listen to God? It won't happen at all, I can tell you that. How successful was he in his lying to the angels? successful, how cunning was he in his lying to the angels? How many angels did he convert to his own notion that you don't have to worship that God, you can worship me? How many angels do you reckon fail for that lie? A couple of hundred maybe? A couple of thousand? Well I'm going to give you a number of angels that actually believed that lie, Brother Richie. And then I'm going to give you a couple of verses of Scripture here to to back up my suspicion. How many angels fell for that lie? Would you be, I know you're going to think I've lost my mind here perhaps, but we're going to read a verse or two here. I'm going to tell you that there was approximately 200 million angels that believed that lie. Man, that dude is a good liar. 200 million. Now, we're in the name of thunder do you come up with such a number as 200 million? Now, you're good. You're not going to believe his lies, okay? But just remember these angels did. The book of Revelation chapter 12, verse 4, talking about Satan being cast down to the earth, said, and his tail drew the third part or one-third of the stars of heaven and cast them to the earth. Those stars speak of angels. So one-third of all of heaven's angels we're led to believe fell for that lie. You say, well, how do you know that's true? Well, we back up in chapter 9. When John the Revelator saw and that angel sounded and the, heaven, the earth was opened up And four angels were loose which were prepared for an hour and a day and a month and a year. Verse 15. And there began to come demonic spirits out of the earth. Demonic spirits. You know what demonic spirits are? They're fallen angels. And out of the earth began to come these demonic spirits out of that pit and, and, and they, John saw this in a vision and he said in verse 13 of chapter 9 of the book of Revelation and the number of the army of horsemen was two hundred thousand thousand. Now, don't get your phone out. I've already done the math. 200,000 multiplied by one thousand equals two hundred million. That's a bunch of devils. That's a bunch of demons. And if all of those men, if that's right, and I could be wrong, if you don't we'll get to heaven if you remind me, we'll ask the Lord, and if I'm wrong I'll apologize. But either way He was such a convincing liar that he brought a multitude of angels out of heaven with him. And that's the reason the world is full with demonic power. But I don't want to leave you there. That's got you upset. You can't hardly stand at 200 million demons. There's one leaning on every light post. I mean, that's a bunch of devils or will be when they're turned loose. But you got to remember that whatever the number is, that's just one third. And so I remember the scripture, Brother Arrington, that said there's more for us than there are against us. And if he brought out a third of the angels, there's still two-thirds of them up there on my side and they're pulling for me, thank God. And so there's still victory in Jesus and power in the blood. We're still overcomers by the power of Jesus Christ. Such a convincing liar. But let's move quickly now, as I said earlier. We speak of all of Satan. Liars will be here forever. But there are two lies, two lies that we all have to deal with that I want to talk to you about tonight. Number one, Satan lies to every man and every woman about his God. Satan lies to every man and to every woman about his God. And number two, Satan lies to God about every man and every woman that loves him. Can we deal with those two lies for just a moment? Number one, Satan lies to every person about God at some point in their life. We understand that. This was What he did to Eve in that garden in the third chapter when he came down to Eve as she was there alone, I suppose in the garden I have no idea where Adam was but Eve happened to be alone in the vicinity of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. You know when you get too close when you get too close to sin that's when the devil really likes to talk to you. Amen. When she was in the vicinity somewhere I suppose of that garden close enough that she could see it because she saw it and Adam he was off somewhere else. You know Adam was a smart dude. Do you understand that? God made all the animals none of them had a name and he brought them all before Adam and he said I want you to give them a name and Adam got every one of them absolutely right he called a cow a cow I mean he got them all right I don't know where he was but Satan lies to me and to you about my God he came down that day in the form of a serpent and he began to talk to Eve And he lied to Eve about her God. He said, Eve, has God said that you'll not eat of every tree of the garden? She said, we can eat of all of the trees but one, the tree of knowledge of good and evil. For God has said, you shall not eat it, neither shall you touch it lest you die. And the serpent said unto her, you shall not surely die. For God doth know that in the day that you eat thereof then your eyes shall be opened and you shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. There are four lies in this statement, these verses that I want to share with you tonight. Number one, the liar called God a liar. Did you hear what I said? The liar called God a liar. And I promise you, if you're, uh, you know, you, you're Christian, you're a child of God, or you're lost, the devil at some point in your life has told you that God lied to you. God said he was going to heal you. God said he was going to supply your need. God said that he was going to make a way. God said, but look at this. God said he's going to save your children. But the devil comes by and says, hey, bud, God lied to you. I'm not going to ask for a show of hands. I don't have to because it's everybody in this building. God, the devil's lied to me about my God. I remember those early days when I was just a young uh, know-it-all whippersnapper preacher. I, I, I either didn't know all I thought I knew or else I forgot a lot one, because I realize the older I get, the more I realize how dumb I am about some things. But I remember that Sunday morning in that little old church. You know, I was telling you last night, I took that little old church. The first year I was there, the largest crowd I had was nine. Had four or five. Went there, took that church, you know, and and, uh, I went right into a, a, a church expansion and about a month later, I built my church up in a month, 25%. I got married. When you got four, One's 25 percent, right? So I married that girl and brought her up there with me, and so we're growing now, we're going to five. But I remember that Sunday morning, Brother Andy, that as a young preacher, I'm up there preaching to four. I, let's see, I think there was six there that day counting my wife. her, three, four, five or six ladies, and one man. That's tough preaching those same people every service. And I was young, brother. I was full of vim, vigor, and vitality. God called me to preach, and I'm supposed to preach everything. And you don't leave out nothing. So I won't ever forget the morning I had three ladies and that one man there, and I preached on adultery. I mean, I was supposed to preach it all and fornication. And they were all looking at one another and who is she talking about? But that morning I was preaching had that old block, cinder block building space heaters around the wall wintertime. And all of a sudden, one of my precious sisters smelled gas, propane gas leaking out of the heater. One done gone to sleep. Had two or three left. One of them got a whip of gas leaking from a heater, and she finally got another one's attention. I smelled gas. And then they finally got the attention of the one man, we smell gas, and he gets up and goes checking the heaters. One's asleep, one's checking the heaters, three's uh, watching him. Ain't nobody even looking at me. Yeah. The devil came by, and he said, God don't love you, and nobody else does either. I went home that day and told that little bride of mine back there. We'd just been married just a few weeks. I said, They don't nobody care a flip about me. Stuck off up here in this little old church and they ain't care for nothing. I'm done. Not even God. Are you listening to me? Two lies of the devil. Number one, the devil lies to you about your God. And he calls God a liar to you. I wasn't going back. I was done. I was through. I was never going to preach there again or anywhere. That little old girl back there, bless her heart, she's the sweetest thing in the world, but she was mean to me that day. I needed pity. I needed petting. But I didn't get none. She walked in there and she said, boy, get out of that bed, dry your tears, get your Bible, get out of that church, pray you're preaching tonight. I said, yes, ma'am. He lied about God. He called God a liar. There's people in this house tonight going through that very thing right now. Somebody else got a new car and you're still driving that old yellow 48 Studebaker. God lied to you. God lied. Your children are not saved. Come on, save And number two. Not only did he lie about God, he called God a lie, but then ladies and gentlemen, the second lie that God told a human being about God was basically he says the word of God is bad for you. The word of God takes too much away from you. Woo, say man. God doth know. That's right. He goes on the day that you, he said God's word, it's taken that that's good and that that's pleasant and that that's sweet and that that's beautiful. God has taken that away from you. Ladies and gentlemen, this world's full of backsliders after the night because they gave their heart to God and the word of God said, thou shalt not. And the liar came by and said God's taking good stuff away from you and God's taking good things. Come on somebody say man and God don't want you to have any fun and God God, somebody give him some praise he lies to you about your God. Lies to you about your God. God's word is robbing you of a good time. People ought to be in this church tonight. But Satan the liar lied to them about their God and he's such a convincing liar. And they said, when he said, be holy as I am holy. And when he said, come out from among them and touch not the unclean thing and I'll receive you unto myself. God's word is taking all the fun out of your life. That's what he says. He lies to every man about God. Not only that, but thirdly, he let that woman know that if you really want to be smart and you really want to go home and tell your husband a few things, you just do what God told you not to do. It will open your eyes and your world will be different. Ladies and gentlemen, The words of these verses number four, he said, if you'll eat of that tree, ignore what God said, then you will become a God to yourself, and you can make up your own rules and live your own life the way you want. Anybody ever heard that lie? Anybody ever heard that lie? You don't have to listen to that preacher. You're smart. My God, he just went through the eighth grade. You got a high school diploma or whatever. Or he just went through high school. You, you, you went on to college. That just gives me an opportunity to let you know I did. You never would have believed it if not told you. But listen to me. Satan lies to men about our God. How many times has the devil told you that God doesn't love you? how many times has the devil told you that God's not fair how many times has Satan told you that God loves somebody else more than he loves you that God's done you wrong I remember the man walked in my church on a Wednesday night a man I went to high school with and I must hurry a man I went to high school with grew up with, loved him like a brother he's in eternity now and I trust in heaven and I believe he is But he and his wife and three children walked in our church one night. We grew up together in that church when my dad was pastor, and to him I was Kenny. And he looked at me and said, Kenny, this is our last night. We're not coming back. I said, you're not. He said, nope, it's over. I called him by his first name. We went to school together. We hunted together. We camped on the river together. We're friends. I said, why? What's wrong? He said, I'm behind on my house payment. I'm behind on my car payment. I'm behind on my light bill. God doesn't love me, can he? God doesn't care. And I'm through. He lies to you about your God. I looked at him and I I probably shouldn't have done it, but I kept him in church. I said, "That's exactly what you ought to do." Something to that effect. I said, "You ought to just go ahead and quit church. Just quit, quit, give up on God. Just get out of here. Quit. Don't ever come back." He looked at me like I'd lost my mind because he wasn't expecting that. I said, "Because when if you'll just go ahead and quit church, and you and your family start living for the devil." just all out living for the devil, the devil will come by and pay your house payment. And the devil will come by and pay your car payment and your light bill, and everything's gonna be good, right? And he looked at me and he said, I don't think so. I said, I know he's not. I know he's not. The only hope you got, boy, is to stay in this church and stay on your knees and cry out to God, and he did, and God did. Say amen to me, somebody. But the devil's a liar, and when he lies to you about your God, don't you believe a word of it. Now, quickly. Secondly, Satan Satan has lied to me about God, and Satan has lied to God about me. Satan has lied to your pastor about God and Satan has lied to God about your pastor and that fits for all of us. You say, preacher, I don't understand that. Well, you will. You will hear directly. Satan lies to God about his children. Satan accuses us before the Father. John the Revelator wrote these words down. I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now has come salvation and strength in the kingdom of God and the power of Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused us before God, or accused thee before God night and day. The accuser of the brethren is cast down, which accused us before God night and day. Satan has lied to God about you. There was a day when the sons of men came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan came also among them. And the Lord said unto Satan, whence comest thou? Satan answered the Lord and said, from going to and fro in the earth, walking up and down in it. And the Lord said unto Satan, hast thou considered my servant Job? There's none like him in the earth, a perfect upright man, one that feareth God and assureth evil. then Satan answered the Lord and said, doth Job fear God for naught? Hast thou not made a hedge about him and about his house and about all that he hath on every side? Thou hast blessed the work of his hands and the substance is increased in the land. Then the devil said, Put forth thine hand now and touch all that he hath and he will curse thee to thy face. Satan Lied to God about Job. So here we are. Satan lies to me about God. And Satan lies to God about me. Satan's lied to you about God. And Satan has lied to God about you. You say, oh, wait a minute. Oh, wait a minute, don't, 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 don't try to play good at two-shoes. That day you got mad and kicked the cat, said a couple of choice words, and the devil went running up to the throne of God and said, Hey, God, did you hear what your boy just said? Did you see what your daughter just did? Come on, somebody say amen. Uh Uh-huh, see there, God, I told you he didn't love you. I told you he didn't love me. you. see that, God? Come on, somebody, help me preach just a little bit here. He lies to God about us. But I'm not if we're going to finish here. in, a, in a, Not long as it was last night, we've got to hurry. But here's the truth. Sometimes Satan lies to me and you about God, and the problem is we believe it. But Satan lies to God about me and about you, and God doesn't believe. Satan lied to Eve, a human being, about God. She believed it and partook of the forbidden fruit. Satan lied to God about Job but God would not believe it hallelujah to God can I preach to somebody here tonight God didn't believe that at all he proved that he did not believe it when he said alright I'm going to let you have him I'm going to let you touch him I'm going to let you take everything he's got but you can't kill him hey, man, he took his donkeys and his camels and, and, and everything He had. he took everything Job had but his wife Yet Job didn't sin with his mouth, the book said. He took everything but his wife, and she came out and said, why don't you just curse God and die? I read that one time years ago when I was a young preacher, and I said, God, dear Lord, why didn't you leave my donkey and take her? If you had to leave something, at least that donkey wouldn't be out there trying to get him to curse God. And I don't know if it was God or not, but I heard a voice say, because God knew everything he took away is going to have to give him two back. Yes, he lied to a human being about God. A human being believed it and sinned against God. He lied to God about a man. And God said, I don't believe a word you say, devil. I believe you can do anything you want to to Job. And he'll still trust me. What's the difference? Why does God not believe the devil's lie when he accuses us to God? God knew Job's heart. Did not David have a man murdered and then took his wife? Can you imagine the devil had a fields day that day? Hey, God, look at your little heart player now. Mm-hmm. Look at your little Goliath slayer now. He just committed murder. He just committed adultery. Ah, oh, come on, look at your little boy now. Come on, say amen. He's going to turn his back. Oh, it's all over now. But God didn't believe that. I'm going to try it again. God didn't believe that because God knew the heart of David. David sinned, but God knew his heart. And he said, David was a man after my own heart. Ladies and gentlemen, you failed God, the devil lied. He went before God and said, look at him. And God said, I know his heart. I know his heart. He said it. He did it. But I know way down in there, there's a heart. And he's going to repent and he's going to ask forgiveness, and he's going to pray, and I'm going to forgive him, and the devil lied about me that day when I closed my Bible and said I'd never preach again. No doubt the devil went to God and said, "Uh uh-huh, God, your little boys quit, and God said, I don't believe a word of it because I know his heart. I know there's something in that heart. The devil lied to God about you, but God knows your heart. Some of us, all of us, Brother Richie, have been accused before God. But God said, I'm not going to believe you, devil. I know what happened, but I don't believe he hates me. I don't believe he's turned his back on me because I see his heart. I see his heart. I see his heart. And I'm going to touch that heart, and he's going to go to an altar, and he's going to say, oh, God, would you please forgive me? Would you please forgive me? He's got a heart that will repent. He's got, I want somebody to look at me. Right now you're sitting on that pew thinking, I know the devil's been talking to God about me. I know what I did last week, last Wednesday, Monday, Tuesday, Saturday, Friday, April, May, June, January. I know the devil's went and talked to God about me, and I know that God hates me now, but I know that you are wrong, because even though sometimes we believe the devil's lies about God, God never believes us. The devil's lies about me. He says all I gotta do is touch old brother Greg, and he'll be back in that altar, and he'll put. Pr- oh God, somebody give him a hand clap of praise! So here we are. If God will not believe the devil's lies about Job and David and Peter. See, that God, he just cut a man's ear off. He ain't worth a dime. You're a liar, devil. In a few weeks, he's going to preach a sermon. Three thousand is going to get saved. Woo! If God will not believe the devil's lies about me because he knows my heart, do I not know the heart of God? about to get it. If God will not believe the devil's lies about your pastor because he knows your pastor's heart, why should I believe the devil's lies about my God when I know my God's heart? When that devil comes by and says, God doesn't love you, I'm not going to believe that. When he accused me, Christ didn't accept that because he knew my heart. When he comes by and says, God doesn't love you, I don't accept that because I know the heart of God. He said, Preacher, you don't know the heart of God. Yes, I do. Somebody listen to me. The devil lied to God about you, but God knows your heart. Now he's lied to you about God. Are you going to believe it? Or do you know the heart of God? How can I believe the devil's lie that God doesn't love me? When I know the heart of God, what is the heart of God, Brother Kenny? Well, I can tell you very quickly, very simply, very plainly. This is the heart of God. God doesn't love you. She ever told you that? But you don't believe that because you know the heart of God. What is the heart of God? I've got it. You ready for God? So loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. You lying devil, I don't believe a word of it. He told me God doesn't love me, I don't believe a word of it because of God that's got a heart. A God, come on, somebody get on your feet and start praising God. A God that's got a heart. A God that's got a heart big enough that he'll send his only begotten son to die for me and for you when we're sinners. There's no way that the devil's gonna ever make us believe that God does not love us. Somebody get your hand up and say, devil, you're a liar. You're not gonna make me believe your lies about my God I know the heart of God I know the heart of God Brother, Brother Messer you're lost in the dark we're lost in the wilderness we're lost our finances are upside down. The baby's sick. Everything's wrong. We're in the wilderness. And the devil comes by and says, God doesn't care. Yeah. I don't believe that. I don't believe that at all. No more than God believes the devil's lies about me. He knows my heart. You he say, preacher, you mean to tell me when everything's upside down? No. Because the heart of God says he'll leave 99 sheep in the fall and come out into your darkness and into your wilderness searching for you. He comes by. Bad things have happened. I'm talking to somebody. Bad things has happened in your life. Your life's upside down. You lost your job. Your dog died. Your washing machine quit all within 24 hours. (laughs) Two flat tires. What else? I don't know. And the devil comes by and says, God doesn't care. But I know the heart of God. When your life is in shambles, this is God's heart. The Bible said that he's like a shepherd that'll take two legs and a piece of an ear out of the mouth of the lion. I know his heart. Some of you feel like you failed God. He said tonight his heart loves you so much Till there's not anything left of your life but two legs. He's he's using the metaphor of a shepherd and the lamb. There's nothing left but two legs and a piece of an ear. But he said he'll go get those two legs and that piece of an ear, pull it out of the lion's mouth and bring it home. I'm going to ask for something here. See, I didn't preach as long as I did last night. I'm seven minutes or eight. Would y'all do me a favor? Would you play me a little children's church song? You would? Jesus loves me. Jesus loves me. Song. I thought that was all there was to it. I talked to a man about three weeks ago, went to visit his mother in the nursing home. She has Alzheimer's. He said, My mother didn't know who I was, didn't recognize me as her son. He said, she sat there and sang all four verses of Jesus loves me. This I know. And he said, I didn't even know there was four verses. But he said, my little mama that didn't know who I was sang all four verses. Somebody get your hands up and say, devil. My God, uh, listen, I want you to do better than that. I want you to start down this aisle with your hands up saying, devil. My God did not believe your lies about me Because he knows my heart. And I'm not going to believe your lies about my God. Because I know his heart. Come on here. Come on. You're going to get victory tonight. You're going to get victory tonight. You're going to get victory tonight.